I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today's topic is exciting. Common mistakes when hiring a financial advisor. Sean, Karen, any thoughts on this topic before we dig in? Yes. Well, when I hired my financial advisor for all of my so much money. Karen, you're not paying me, so let's put the hire. (laughs) You don't pay me. (laughs) When I manage my t- piles of Donald Duck money, <laughs> um, I I uh, need to. I wish someone had told me what we're about to tell everybody about what not to do. This is a mostly what not to do list. Got it, Sean. Do you have any preliminary thoughts? Uh, about- absolutely. So many people have come to me and have hired you know these financial advisors that are really not qualified, and some of them unfortunately have taken big losses or they're not getting the returns that they expect. So I think this show is really important. Even people come to me as a financial advisor, and I don't consider myself even a financial advisor. I consider myself, hey, I know a little bit about real estate. I know a little about managing credit and so forth. But, you know, I'm not the guy sitting there trying to build financial plans and portfolios. You know, I still go get professional help, too. And it's kind of like a doctor, even though a doctor can kind of service himself. He still goes to see a doctor. So I think um, this show is very important because it's something that people just overlook and then they don't recognize it until it's it, until they've lost large sums of money. Right. And we're not messing around here because it's your cash and cash is hard to make. <laughs> well said. Well said. So why don't we just jump right onto it, folks? We have a list for you. We have, actually have a top 10 list of common mistakes when hiring a financial advisor. So let's get it started. Sean, why don't you kick this off? Well, I'm trying to be sensitive, Karen. I'm trying to be better. I'm turning a new leaf. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, for the, I'm going to say boo-boo number one. Mm-hmm. Hiring an advisor who is not a fiduciary. What does that mean? By definition, a fiduciary is an individual who is ethically bound to act in another person's best interest. This obligation eliminates conflict of interest concerns and makes an advisor advise 
more trustworthy. And this is so important, as small as it seems, because there's so many people that I know will give advice, but they're really trying to get a commission. Mm. They're really trying to, you know, cater to another party, somebody else trying to hit certain goals that are really has nothing to do with you. They're like typical like pyramid scheme where they're trying to actually recruit people and they're not really so concerned about your return as they are their return. So, so I, think, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you could be a financial advisor and not be a fiduciary. I thought it was like, you know, if you're a doctor, they all have to take the same oath kind of thing. Yeah, but there's people that would go to people for, and you know, we're talking to people that like that will just start giving people financial advice and are not mm. really licensed. This happens all the time. Family members do it, you know, cousins do it. Karen's of this world with an A do it. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think, you know, I always say, you know, whatever you're willing to lose, that's fine. But if you're looking to invest something that is a large sum of money to you, I think you need to get, you know, make sure you get the person that is licensed to do so. If, you know, if you have a small investment and somebody's giving you some type of advice, that's to me, that's a different perspective. And you're okay with understanding the worst case scenario that you can lose it. And if someone gives you a tip, people give me tips all the time that are not licensed. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't bet my house on it. Yeah, right. right. So let's be clear. Mistake number one is don't hire an advisor. Boo-boo, Matt. Boo-boo. Boo-boo. Okay. say like how they say in the hood. Boo-boo. Boo-boo. Don't hire an advisor who is not a fiduciary. So let's move on. Karen, why don't you give us boo-boo number two? All right. Well, I'm not the parent of a small child. So I will say mistake number two <laughs> uh, is hiring the first advisor you meet. It's uh, I mean, okay. From my personal experience, not with money, but with dating, <laughs> you, <laughs> you should, because it's what I know, you should not be with the first person you meet because you don't, you need to, let's say, how you need to, how do I say this for families? You need to have a little experience to know what you want. So while it's tempting to hire the first advisor, that's the closest to home or that someone recommended or someone in the yellow pages, if people were still using yellow pages, you should actually take a little more time with this decision and take the time to interview at least a couple people before you pick the best match for you. Like you wouldn't, you know, like leave your child with a nanny you hadn't interviewed. Um, and this is your money. So find out what your advisor's core values are. What are their priorities? Someone with integrity should be capable of reciting their values and their like financial ethics to you. And if, if an advisor keeps trying to sell you a financial service that generates a commission, like you were saying, Sean, regardless of how well it actually suits you, then this person's values are kind of by definition, not properly aligned with yours because, you know, an advisor who believes in having a true long-term relationship with you, a committed relationship <laughs> and not merely a series of commission generating transactions uh -huh, can be considered trustworthy and trust is vital for yeah. building a life with someone. All right. That is a great note, Karen. So we don't want to just lock in with the first advisor we meet. Sean, do you have any advice on how to find advisors to then consider or, to, you know, go online? We just go on a, uh, what, what's the, the website where people leave the, the, the uh, reviews? Um, Yelp. Yelp. Do we, do we Yelp this? <laughs> how, do we, how do we find an advisor? Well, I, I'd say, you know, first a couple of things. <clears throat> when you're looking for an advisor, you know, there's like bold questions we can ask that you kind of may be a little bit shy to ask. But I've learned, you know, to kind of get that shyness away and be a matter as a matter of fact. You know, mm. one thing you can ask, you know, what's your track record? I mean, I had a personal friend that was going to help get me funding for my business. And he came with a price that was way above market was what he's asking. So I said, okay, well, this is no longer you're helping me out of the friend. This is a business transaction. 
And then when I started asking him about, you know, do you have any references? How, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of money were you able to raise in the past? It, he became very defensive mm, to the point where he, he, the point where he's, he was talking around it and it became pointing fingers back at me. And, his, and he's like a Harvard graduate and his partner's a Yale graduate. And they were like, it turned on to about me. Who is this? Who does Sean think he is to ask these questions? But they were simple <laughs> questions. So my point is when it comes to a financial advisor, you kind of have to be the same thing. You know, what is your track record? You know, what kind of success has, have you had, you know, in order for me to take you in uh, to become one of your clients? And right. I would say if you're looking for a financial advisor initially, I mean, financial advisors that work for like blue chip banks like Chase and, and Citibank and Bank of America, they're, 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 you know, very conservative in their investment and they, you know, they're bonded by the bank. So I'd say that if you're starting out, a good place to start is like with your local bank you know, mm. and then kind of build up from there and make sure you find someone that's like a teacher as well, like able to sit down and kind of bring you through the different types of investments and explain in a way that makes sense to you. And then once you get comfortable with the investment, maybe you can find somebody that's a little more, you know, that takes on a little bit more risk. Well, I would say, I would add my two cents to this. You got three cents. Financial. Man. Okay. Three cents. All right. <laughs> this is not necessarily a finance note, but it's just a general, we are living in 2021 note is Google is your friend. So maybe, you know, if, if you throw in the Google machine, like whatever city you're in looking for financial advisors, maybe there will be some reviews or information or things that, that'll pop up, but just do, do your due diligence. Don't yeah. just, you know, walk into the first uh, place you shingle, you see and, and jump in to a relationship. Do your research. No. But Can't just swipe right on anybody as you know. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> John, I know you're probably a little old to understand that reference, but anyway. It's about moving, dating apps. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Mistake number three when hiring a financial advisor is choosing an advisor with the wrong specialty. Mm -hmm. Some financial advisors special, specialize in retirement planning, while others are best for business owners, those with a high net worth, you know, some are best for. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, man. I thought you were referring you, to you me. Humming, I thought you were referring to me. High net worth. Okay, I feel <laughs> attacked. <laughs> as well. But um, so so but basically, you want to choose someone who specializes in your needs. So you mm -hmm. know, someone might be best for young professionals starting a family. Someone might be best for high net value uh, businessmen. Some might be best if you're looking for retirement planning. Understand the advisor's strengths and weaknesses before you sign on the dotted line. It's so important, Matt, because a lot of time financial advisors will only advise you on what they know and they'll pigeonhole you. Mm. Like like a young person's financial advice would be totally different than where I am, where I'm in my, you know, I'm midlife. You know, it's like... You, mm, it, midlife? It, mm, you might be senior. Okay. <laughs> but my point is, you're so right. And if somebody's looking to retire, it's a different outlook, different plan, different way in they should propose it. So you need to, once again, dig a little deep and ask the question... Who are your clients? What are your clients? What do you what do you what do you mostly advise in? Because they may give great advice to a young professional and horrible advice to somebody like myself, mm. you know. So I, that's a great point, man. I'm I'm, I'm impressed that you even came up with that point, but that is an excellent <laughs> point. Back to, back to my, thank you, Sean, for that backhanded compliment. But back to my general, general, generalized Google note: maybe when you're doing your Google search, you put in your specific point of interest if you're. You know, a young person, if you're looking for retirement investment advice, whatever it is, be specific when you're searching. 
Yeah. Okay. This one is so close to my heart. You guys got to slow me down if I'm racing through this because I'm just so passionate about this one, <laughs> about this boo-boo. I used to have a girlfriend. She used to call me, hey, boo-boo. I'm just, you know, reminiscing that, you know. Right. We don't, ancient, we, we don't, ancient history. Shout out to boo-boo. You know who you are. We don't right. call it names on this show, Karen. You know how we do, Karen. Once in a while. <laughs> when we feel like it. <laughs> uh, so this is like getting back to Karen's dating analogy. Like, you know picking an advisor that's incompatible, like dating somebody that doesn't match up with you just because they bling and Karen and they, you know, they drive a nice car and have a big house. Doesn't mean you're going to have something in common. You're going to have a room. They could be boring. I mean, um, you could, you could have the house and car in common, but yes, you're right. You need someone with a compatible house and car strategy to you. Right. And what I realized in like some advisors, they're just really stringent on their, their way of making money. They don't want to consider what you're looking for, what you're trying to do. They just want to get their point across and their way of doing it and taking the no consideration your, your level of risk, what you're looking to do. And I, I had that problem initially early on in life because I was so bullish when it came to real estate and investing was just a way to like it always tell me just to sit my money mm -hmm. until I find something real estate wise that I want to get into. And they couldn't get it. They would still put me in long term strategies and things, investments that I didn't really want to get into because I really wanted to invest heavily in real estate. And it took me a while to really find the person that got it. Okay, you're still going to do well with me as your client, but understand like I am more real estate than I am, you know, investing in the market. So you really have to like, it's your money people. And that's the thing that I have a lot of these services and the advisors will, it'll almost be like, it's their money. And remember, it's your money that you worked hard for. And you can pick a strategy. If you're, if you're a person that's, you know, environmentally conscious, you can have a great investment strategy that's based around work, investing in companies that, taking into consideration the environment, you know? So these are things that you need to make sure that your, your advisor is understanding your needs, not their needs. Right. And that brings us to mistake number five. And this, I think it was back to all of our other points and especially what you're talking about, John, which is not asking about credentials. So obviously, you know, a financial advisor is um, like a highly, highly qualified profession and they are required to pass a test. Well, I don't know if that's obvious, but they're required to pass a test. So you should ask about it. <laughs> you wouldn't get plastic, sur <laughs> plastic surgery from a dentist, you know, ask your advisor about their licenses, their tests, their credentials. And if you don't even know what those things mean, you know, you can always just Google it and see what they're supposed to have. Little spoiler alert, financial advisor tests include the series seven and series 66 or series 65. And some advisors even go a step further and become a CFP or certified financial planner. So looking into their credentials will help you make a really informed choice about who's actually qualified to give you advice and who's kind of full of it. I am you know, so I'm, impressed with you guys. You guys did your homework. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. You guys, are, you guys you know, you guys are not going to be on the waivers anymore. You guys are doing some good. Two black guys with good credit. <laughs> Karen, Karen just introduced the CFP, the Certified Financial Planner. I don't know if people know this, but I'm actually a CCI, which is a Certified Commercial Introducer. So right now, we're going to <laughs> oh, wow, he got wow, me. Wow, he wow. he did get me though. I was like, I'm really? Like, what test know, is that? Exactly. I don't even know this dude has a driver's license. I'm like, your license for something? I was like, don't hate. Don't, don't hate. I am certified to introduce commercials. And right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break while we are breaking down the top ten common mistakes when hiring a financial advisor. We've been through our top five, or we've been through five of these. So stay tuned for the other five. For more two black guys with good credit, we'll be right back. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we are breaking down the common mistakes people make when hiring a financial advisor. So, you know, pay attention because we want you to be financially advised. We just want you to do it correctly. So in the first half of the show, we broke down the the first five. I'm going to break those down, recap those. So tip number one was don't hire an advisor who's not a fiduciary. Tip number two was don't hire the first advisor you meet and you know, be selective, you know, do your research. Tip number three was don't choose an advisor with the wrong specialty. Make sure mm. that 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 advisor fits what your needs are. Um, p- tip number four, it's similar. You, you got to pick an advisor whose strategy is compatible with you. Don't pick an advisor with an incompatible strategy. And tip number five. You hear the, the police coming because people are breaking these rules. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> don't, don't, hire, don't hire an advisor without asking about credentials. You got to make sure they are credentialed. You know, you're looking for a CFP. You know, so you know, go back and listen to this full episode and take you your down notes, with CFP. Yeah, you know me. All right, well, let's pick this back up with our top ten list. We are at tip number six of the mistakes that not to make when picking a financial advisor. So I'll get us started off in the second half. Tip number six, you don't want to hire an advisor not understanding how that advisor is going to be paid. Mm. So don't hire an advisor and not understand how they are paid. Some Mm -hmm. advisors are, are fee only and charge you a flat rate no matter what. Others charge you a percentage of your assets under management. Some advisors are paid commissions by mutual funds. Um, 
a serious conflict of interest, by the way. And if the advisor earns more by ignoring your best interest, don't hire them. And also, you know, make sure you do your homework. I don't care who it is, cousin, brother, mother, sister. You see what the rate they're charging you is market rate. And if it's and if they're charging you a premium, people have charged me premiums before. I always ask, okay, so what's the value added? I, re, I see that you're charging me above market. Why? Tell me why I need to pay above market. And if you think it justifies the cause, then go ahead. But most people can't answer that question, and they'll just talk around it. All right. Well, let's move 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 right along, Sean. Number seven. Number seven. Boo boo is trying to hire an advisor on your own. Chances are there are several several highly qualified financial advisors in your town. However, it can seem daunting to choose one. Mm. You've likely passed their signs a million times. The highly qualified financial advising areas have always been there, but choosing one has always felt too daunting. It's time to make a decision, but don't make that decision alone. Like double, call double. Sean. Uh, like, you know, honestly, it's true. Like I have a circle of friends and if I'm trying to make a decision, I circle. may not even see, is it truly a, that's a that's a lot of I, I think it's care. a straight line of maybe one or two people. <laughs> you know what? You guys are cut off. From the okay, you're cut off from my straight line of friends. Okay? I have a straight line of friends. Okay? <laughs> Connect the dots. Uh, but I think no, it's more of a, a triangle with only two points. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Karen, thank God you grew up who you are. I saw those. I saw your Instagram feed. Okay, I saw some of those Ooh. pictures. Like, uh, I was like, <laughs> so let's not go there but to get what we're saying is that <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know things that you may think are easy decisions and you'll just speak to a friend and it'll just open your eyes and enlighten you and it's i think it's just good to put things out there i i, I do it all the time and i'll ask indirectly directly sometimes you don't even know I'm, I'm asking something just to get an honest opinion so i think choosing a financial advice is very critical and i think you should you know ask your circle or a straight line of google, triangle google is your friend people a friends yeah yeah. Well, guys, Google's your friend. Sean is your friend. <laughs> That's I? about it. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings us to tip number eight or mistake number eight, which is mistake number eight when trying to find a trustworthy financial advisor is not asking them about their own financial journey and success. So everybody's got their little story. If you guys have been listening to us for a while, then you already know what our deal is. <laughs> you know, who has the better credit of the three of us? Um, spoiler alert, it's not me. And I hate to say it, but well, okay. Some of us hate to say it, <laughs> but I don't really like young people giving me advice on anything, <laughs> in <laughs> including finance, because they what don't know. Um, I will say that I don't like it. I don't trust the young. The young look up to me and they should, but I don't trust them. And TikTok, okay, I will say finance talk. There's some awesome people on there, but they're old and I love that for them. Young people who have learned from a textbook or like a six week course don't know nothing and they have to prove some sort of financial success. So if someone's broke or deeply in debt or whatever, I don't necessarily know. And please correct me if I'm wrong, at Karen Margolis on everything. Uh, I don't necessarily know that they know how to do your money. Like, you know, if you're trying to grow a social media following and you hire someone with five followers, I don't know if that's the right person. <laughs> I, I would, I would co-sign Karen's point. I would add that something like finance 
is something that would probably or generally require someone with the word wisdom. Whereas if, <laughs> if I'm learning how to do a TikTok video, then maybe a young person might be the best person. But if, if we're looking for <laughs> life goals, if we're looking for financial advice, you might want to find someone with wisdom who's lived a financial journey of proven success, even with maybe some hiccups along the way. But yeah, you, you probably don't want the 16 year old uh TikToker maybe giving you that advice. So I would and, also, I, and you just don't, right? Like don't you find that off putting? Don't you not want don't you not enjoy the young that way? <laughs> Shouldn't the young have to pay their proverbial taxes and put in their time and you know somebody who's got money from their parents that doesn't count. <laughs> I want to know your actual be, journey. There, there may be a genius or two, a Doogie Howser, there may be somebody who for some for, for whatever reason has proven themselves to be Yeah, but you know what Matt? I don't I don't want to I don't want to freaking hear it. <laughs> Bring me an old person. I don't need someone's young success in my face. I don't need it. I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle. So I think Sean agrees with you based off of a previous well, show. I, He's I, not I, down with the young. But I would say this. There's also sometimes we can be set in our ways and there may be new technology. There may true, be new, new things that might, in terms of like weighing both, like if someone's giving you advice on how to invest online, you may not yeah. go to your Uncle Fred who's 80 who doesn't know how to use his point taken, Matt. Right. Or your yeah. uncle Sean, who's 70 million years old. Some some things maybe the young do know. So we sexy. Have to use 70 million years <laughs> sexy. Just adding sexy to that. I, I agree with Matt's point, and I'll tell you this: you know, I get a lot of young people reach out to me and you know that are certified in something and they're still at what I consider young, under 30, and trying to, you know, give advice. And I just think it's a little premature. And sometimes you know, if it's your recipe of you think this is going to be financial gain and success, then, then follow your recipe first, see where it leads you. Mm. And then if it leads you to success, then tell your tale. But a lot of them haven't even gotten that far and want to and want to and want to then sell you on something that they haven't even shown proven that it works. Well, and I don't know I, if you remember, I, Sean, you remember a friend of the show, um, Pari Bafna, we had that really... Is she broke? Sweet. No, she's a TikTok girl. <laughs> I know, she broke Do you, out. <laughs> remember her? Well, no, <laughs> she's not broke. She's actually doing amazing from what I hear. We've got friends I in common. Yeah, and she's uh, she's she's doing it. Like, remember, we had a whole conversation with her, and she was All like, right. you know, I decided the traditional route's not for me, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting my real estate license, and I'm investing in TikTok, and it's really working out for her actually beautifully, and she's achieving, like, a amazing success that chick i would listen to i think she's all of 19 well, well i tell you my, this. that's my point there's well, no, i don't know if i listen to the 19 year old and all there's, Harley, yeah, there's because... old people who don't know jack and there's young people who might have some expertise in but a I, she still want to be my so financial it, advisor it, she's done okay, well in tiktok world it's fine you don't have to hire her or anyone you can pick and choose what works for you i'm just saying in general my perspective on this is you there's gonna be there's no one or the other you're going to, but I understand the generality here. Like, I'm not really probably looking for life wisdom from someone who has barely lived life. But if someone understands some financial stuff that might, like, remember Credit King. I don't, to me, our Credit King friend, Derek, I look at him as a young person. And he, through his experience in credit, he's gleaned some some wisdom and expertise and tips that can help people. So in, in that regard, sometimes you can find people who are young, who might be ahead of the curve, who might be financially um, or fiscally responsible and focused where they've learned stuff at an earlier age than you have. Right. So I think, I'm, I, I'm not saying it's one or the other. I'm just saying you can find some old folks who may not know Jack. <laughs> I just want to say this. They're everywhere, guys. <laughs> I want to say this before we move on. I got one more point to make. I think in your younger year, especially when it comes to finance and just in life in general, like your younger years should be a lot of listening years. 
If you spend a lot of your time more listening Agreed. and trying to spread it, right, you would then gain this wisdom that Matt mentioned earlier. You know, I have a friend, quick story. Um, his mother is a nurse and she's been able to buy a couple homes for herself. And she's a retirement home as well. He had to move back home because he went bankrupt and decided to become a financial advisor. I don't know why. And then and we're all in a group chat. So he would just try to give our group <laughs> financial lessons. And we'd be like, to the point that I, met, I saw his mother one time and she was like, my friend X is, you know, every day he's trying to give me financial advice, tell her what to do, how to do it. And she was just like pissed about it. And she wanted me to talk to him. And I, was, I had to tell him like, listen, you have to like prove your success to your mother before she's going to have that confidence in you to give her financial advice. Because you know what? She's successful in her own way. She's been able to acquire certain assets, be able to do certain things. So show her that you can do it instead of just regurgitating a textbook that you read and a course that you took. So that's the only thing I want to say to young people out there. You know, listen, you know, test, mark, test your theory and see if it works for a while and then share it. You know, well, when we started this whole program, I tested my theory. Before, before we move on to our next tip, I'll just say the old uh, kind of uh, cliche wisdom phrase that God gave us two ears and one mouth so we can listen more than we talk. <laughs> and I think that applies throughout life. It's not something just for young folks. It's for all of us. We should be always trying to learn and grow. And if you're young and you have knowledge, I'm not, I'm not going to hate. I'm not an ageist. Share your knowledge. And maybe you're sharing it with your young demographic. Maybe you're sharing it with your, your elders who might not have the wisdom you have. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not on board here with the age, this, uh, the age thing here. I'm down with the young folks. So moving on. Spoken to, like a young. Exactly. <laughs> a true young. M moving on to our tip, or actually our mistake number, what are we at? We are at mistake Eight. number nine. No, we're at mistake nine. number nine. Mistake Jesus number Christ, Sean. He Even basic arithmetic. So you're not a fiduciary is what you're telling me. <laughs> is, this, is this weekly show therapy for you? Like all your anger throughout the week? Just... All right, so let, let's stay on track. So common mistake number nine with hiring a financial advisor. Mm. Well, number nine, Matt, is, you know, one of my pet peeves. Number nine, boo-boo, is pushing insurance or just financial products in general that you don't really need and you know the person's on a script you know they've taken this course and they're just pushing something to make their commission and make their money and they're not really understanding you and you know one of them to me is life insurance not, nothing against life insurance i actually have it you know but you know it's really they're trying to make it pass uh, they'll sell you on a pack that this is going to make you the a millionaire rather than tell you it's just going to protect you in case something happens to you your loved ones will be able to have something to carry them through, which is that really what sense. it is. Yeah. But so it's basically not, don't confuse a salesman for a financial advisor. Yeah. Like for example, I know everybody's going to once in life, get a life insurance person trying to push them on it, but I don't know five people, one person in my lifetime that says, man, Sean, I'm a millionaire. And I'm like, why life insurance? Mm. You know, I, I just think it's something that you have to be wary of and you have to ask them, are you successful? Name people that have been successful from this product or service are things that we may need, but I don't think you should be sold on the fact that it's going to make you these high financial returns that you that you're told it, it could without any type of, you know, reassurance or any proof. So right. again, disclaimer, we are not telling you to not get, get life insurance people. We are just saying, do not mistake your insurance salesman or any other salesman for a quote-unquote financial advisor. Good right. advice, guys. So moving on to mistake number 10 that people make when searching for a financial advisor. Stay away from advisors that are using confusing or patronizing language. Stay away from people who can't just make their 
advice or their plan plain and understandable to you, you don't have to be some you know harvard educated financial whiz you're coming to people for their expertise but they should be able to explain things to you in a way that you can digest and understand so if someone's so talking right. double talk or crazy talk or patronizing talk <laughs> run, stay away or making from you that. feel like an idiot because you're not going to yeah. do it those people that come into like you're missing out on the biggest thing and you're stupid. Why would yes. you do it? How can you not see it? The hard sell. Yes. Yeah. And also, you know what? I think that goes for every professional. I think that there's certain professionals that we engage with that almost we we almost tend to put to to invert the relationship that we have with them professionally, almost like we're doing them a favor. Like doctors can be like that, right? Where doctor will just I had a doctor's appointment. And I went for a specific concern and my doctor said, oh, well, I don't really believe in um, prescribing medication for that. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't ask you about your personal beliefs. <laughs> I'm paying you for a service, right? Like there's this kind of mythology that like if someone has this level of expertise over you that somehow, you know, they're almost doing you a favor, but you're paying them for a service. Don't forget who works for you, you know, who works for whom. It's not your job to fit yourself into some kind of jargon you don't understand. It's their job to make it clear. It's literally their one job is to make it clear and easily understood by you. And I, I think that's part of the job too. You know, it's, it's, I think it's a sign of a really good professional if they can make it accessible to, to meet you on your level, to meet you where correct, you're at. Correct. And Nailed no it. person, no advisor on this planet should make you feel like an idiot if you don't want to do it or push you in that direction like you're just too stupid you can't see it because that is a person you need to run far from yeah okay? and also let's let me freaking real here we're not this isn't brain surgery you know what i mean this is it's i don't it's not possible that you could hire someone to advise you financially and they it would be so incredibly over your head they have so many mental faculties that you don't have that you couldn't possibly understand it like give me a break exactly and if they've well, had no bad history or, or no wrongful no investments then right. that's from you nobody bats a thousand except for me but on that note that brings today's episode of top 10 common mistakes people make when hiring a financial advisor to a close come on man you know what we're doing on two black guys good credit come on man we have a bonus man i know you got to go to the bathroom but come on bro we always give them a bonus matthew i'm so disappointed (laughs) with you people like wait to the bonus okay they're looking for the bonus Mm -hmm. you know what karen drop a gem you know what? And this bonus is probably the number one greatest tip we've ever dropped on oh, you. I don't know if I should have put just it on Karen. In ter- just in oh, terms God. of just in terms of hiring think a financial before you say advisor. It, Karen. Please think before you say it, Karen. Why? why it's always think. suited me to not think before I talk. I have literally lived my whole life like that. But here, okay, look, before I would even say this bonus belongs before number one, because this is what we do before we even open our mouths or talk to anybody. Look at what they're wearing. First of all, check out the shoes. Check out the suit. No one in cheap clothes or or scuffed up nasty shoes should ever be your advisor. Would you trust? Oh a, would you trust a skinny oh chef God. to cook all your food? No, you would not. You need a nice, fat, happy person. Would you trust a, a, a I don't know um, Santa Claus wearing a bathing suit? No, you wouldn't. He needs to be coming from the North Pole. People in cheap suits should never be your advisor. And people with awful, crappy, scuffed up, not good shoes are not financially successful people that you should trust. Your money with and that's the truth so it's like that's someone the bonus. with a bad haircut shouldn't be styling your hair is that correct of- if someone's got that weird broken spiky messed up over processed uneven lopsided hair what are you doing don't don't let don't the don't mothball smelling suit the mothball, sm- <laughs> mothball smelling suit guy should not be your financial advisor no i, I, I agree
No, honey. Right. The so chick with the an eyelash hanging off the middle of her face should not be doing your makeup. You guys get it, right? Yeah, like this should be you know, an example. They should be an example. They should be a living example of what it is they're advising. But us it shouldn't on. be on the opposite end too. Like the the gold flashy person, I don't think should be your finance. It should be somewhere kind of in the middle because if they're over the top, correct, they're to, correct. Be in like well, it's like you doth protest too much, right? If you're like showing up in a Ferrari and your gold chain link armor, it's like what what do you have to prove? Exactly. Well, I, I will say this, that the first 10 tips um, were, were on one different level. And this last <laughs> tip was a, another type of tip. Hey, but hey, I think there's some validity into taking a look at how the people are presenting themselves. So it was absolutely in the we way deliver Karen presented it, but I think no, there's some no. value there. No, no, it was truthful. And we present elite content for those who care. And we are nothing if not brutally honest, right? Every Sean? meeting we have, we say we're going to two black guys with good credit. We're not the typical financial show. If you want a typical financial, turn your TV on one of those business shows. No, we we're give so it to much you. better. We're to the point, exactly, real. We're, we're, we keep it 100. We're we probably 100. the best. We're probably the best finance podcast ever. In the ever. Of, of mankind. Yeah. Ever. Bonus number, bonus number two. Listen to two black guys will get credit before you hire anybody. Don't be exactly. crazy. Right, Self praise is note, all praise. You know what I'm saying? Self praise is all Sean praise. Karen, take us further <laughs> off the rails. We're gonna sign off. Thank you know what? You I all. love you guys. Karen, we're back. You're back in my good book. I love you guys. <laughs> Thank, you all for Thank you for joining us. As I always say. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So if your financial advisor ain't helping you make some wealth in your life, maybe you need to change that. So pay attention and look at check their shoes. And I'm, right. I'm Matt Smith for one for two black guys with good credit, and I'm out. And I'm Karen Margolis. It's Karen with an E, by the way. I hope everybody understands that. It's K-E-R-E-N Margolis. You can find me on social media under that name. And as I always say, it doesn't matter what you did. It only matters what you do next. There's no hole you can't dig your way out of. And that's it. I'm out. I'm Sean Linda. Part of the two black guys with good credit. I'm longer the better half. <laughs> as I say, every show, your money is your money. Keep it in your damn pocket and stay away from the guy with the bad shoot in the mothballs. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Follow us, take, send us an email, drop us a line at tbgwgc at gmail.com. Good people. And I'm out. And don't forget to check Sean's TikTok and Karen's OnlyFeed account. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, I've got a financial advisor to pay over here. <laughs> oh, man, cut the show. Thank you, guys. We're out of here. Later. Guys. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.